I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Hey, a superstar, superhuman. Collie Bottelite. The speed of a bullet. He hits it. So last night we had our first waiver wire in my draft competition, and I'm going to touch on that. I'm also going to touch on my halfback. Now, I've had a lot of people send me messages, uh, mostly negative about this, and I, I just want to explain it in a little bit more depth. So in a Supercoach draft comp uh, at halfback, you have Nathan Cleary, you have Daylight, you have Daly Cherry Evans, who I'm sorry, without Tom Trevojevic, I'm a little bit worried about anyway. You then have Daylight underneath him. Then you have Jerome Hughes, a couple of others. And then it is just an absolute shit show. The reality is, with halfback in a super coach draft, there's only about six to seven guys you want. I'm in a 14-man comp. Now, I call it the Luke Brooks line. I think Natty referred to it as the Luke Brooks line once too. So Luke Brooks, he's the last guy that I want that's on that list. And there's a heap of guys underneath that that you could potentially go for, but... I mean, are you going to be happy with them? I don't think so. So for me, you know, when I get to the back end of my draft, and I do this every year with one position, it's normally either hooker or halfback because these are really shallow positions. Sometimes 5'8 as well, but your hooker halfback especially, there's a lot of guys there that you don't really want. Like probably your your Luke Brooks, your... Um, probably Ben Hunt as well with the bottom of mine. But then after that, you've got guys like Jake Clifford. Um, there's Adam Kieran, Chad Townsend, uh, Brody Croft, Adam Clune. So there's a heap of halfbacks that are there that I could potentially grab. Well, there actually isn't a heap. There's only Adam Clune there and Jake Clifford. Um, but for me, it's not really worth grabbing either of those. I would rather go without a halfback. And that means that when I go without a halfback, I get an AE. Yeah, so at the moment, I've got Matt Burton. Now, the reason why I chose Matt Burton is because he isn't playing. Uh, He's on the extended squad this week, but he's playing reserve grade. He's been named there, so he won't be playing. Uh, And I just sit around and I hope, oh, you know, maybe, maybe there might be an injury to Cleary or there might be an injury to Luai, and then maybe I'll I'll, I'll have a gun there. The thing that I don't understand is when people do this and they – they choose not to play with a position. They go right to the bottom of the list and they find someone that's completely irrelevant and they pick them. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why wouldn't you pick someone up that has the potential to be a gun? It could be a Sam Walker. It could be a Jock Madden. It could be someone like that. Like for, for me, by far and away, Burton is the, ch- is the choice there. And 
you get your AE, but you also have the potential of injuries for your way, which I'm sorry, have we been watching rugby league for the last 18 months? Injuries are more relevant than ever right now. Atana Boyd, um, there's like this uh, Jaden Sullivan. There's so many guys that could become relevant really quickly. Cooper Johns, Braden Trindle. These are the guys you sh- that you should be using in this position if you don't have one of the guns, in my opinion. You can grab a Chad Townsend. You can cop. Sometimes you'll get an 18. Sometimes you'll get a 22. That's not good enough for me. I'd rather have a non-playing player and cop my AE on the bench, which will be a back rower. So in my team at the moment... I'm going to run without a halfback. Um, I've said that uh, for the last few days. Obviously, Matt Burton's going to be my seven. I actually took him out of my team last night, and I put him back on the waiver wire. Um, I swapped him for Moses Leota, who's starting for the Penrith Panthers. We weren't sure who was going to start for the Panthers. It looked more than likely it was always going to be Leota. Now that he has got that spot, um, I think he's got a lot of high-end potential. Uh, If he gets 50 minutes... He could be a 60-point average front rower. If he gets 55 minutes, could go up even more. So you just got to keep an eye on Leota. He was one that, obviously, with our, with our first waiver order, we actually do it offline. So they're all free agents, but we uh, we send all of our picks to the commissioner, and, and he, he does it by hand just to make it fair for the first one. I think it's, it takes a bit of effort, but if your commissioner is willing to do it, I think it's the best way to go about it. So I picked up Moses Leota, and then on Teamless Tuesday, I got a couple of hits in the outside backs. Oh, well, to, to start, I've got Katoni Staggs. I've got Sifatalakai both not playing this week. Already, I'm down two center wings. I've then got Remus Smith, Jermaine Asako, um, and then I had Morgan Harper. Now, Morgan Harper didn't get picked either, so that was a big hit. So my other change, I went Burton. I went Burton to Leota, and then I had Kane Evans as well. He wasn't named at all yesterday. Uh, spoke to someone inside the Warriors camp, told me that he's probably a while off. Uh, he's had a couple of niggling knee injuries. So I've got rid of Kane Evans, and I brought in the uh, Tigers winger outside Leilua, which is Kapoa. Um, I've seen a little bit of him. He scored a couple of good tries at the back end of last season. Bit of a flyer there. Uh, I'm going to keep Morgan Harper. He's in the extended squad. I think he's probably only one or two injuries or suspensions or bad games away from coming back into that side, Morgan Harper, then I'll really like having him. So I've got the Tigers winger there, and he's really holding a place until a Sifatalakai or someone returns. But what this means is that because I've let go of Burton, I don't have a halfback in my squad. So there's just a blank spot in my team. And, you know, a few of my mates have messaged me and said, what are you doing sort of thing? Look, if you don't have a position for round one, who cares? Don't panic about round one. The competitions, they're not won this early, yeah? It is so irrelevant, it's not even funny. You're going to come up against a lot of guys, and the guy that I'm bursting this week, I know he has got a couple of injuries. He drafted Kalen Ponga. He's not playing. He's got Tex Hoy anyway, but he, he's missing KP, a high-ceiling player. Uh, he's missing Andrew Fafida. He wasn't named either. So the guy I'm playing is probably only going to have 12. He might have 13. He might make some moves around, but... If I lose round one, I'm not overly worried about it, to be honest with you. It's it's pretty irrelevant to me. Don't don't dive too heavily into winning round one. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty confident I can make the top eight. I'm pretty confident I can make the top four in my squad, in my competition. And realistically, for me, I always say this and people roll their eyes, but I would rather finish fourth than first in my comp. And the sole reason for that is that when you finish fourth, the way that we do our waiver wire, I would have a higher pick than the guy finishing first. It's the exact same 
place to be. Whoever wins gets the week off. Whoever loses has to play uh, the lowest place loser there. Like, it doesn't overly matter that much, but you get that waiver wire pick, which is what I really like. I always aim to finish fourth in my comp, to be honest with you. It's, it has happened one year where I finished fifth because I was trying to finish fourth. Um, I, 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 I had a bit of luck for my way that year, and I won the comp anyway. But you've got to try and finish in that top four for starters, and you want to finish fourth. Ideally, fourth is first for me. So losing a couple games early when you know you've drafted a good squad, which I know I have in this season, I'm not overly worried about it. But it's going to mean that over the next few weeks, I'm going to have to keep an eye on it. It's going to be a balancing act. Because at the moment, I've got a couple of injured players in my side. I've got Radley. I've got Bloor. I've got Staggs. I've got Talakai. Now, hopefully Talakai and Radley return over the next two weeks. More so Talakai in the center wings. I've got enough second rowers to cover Victor Radley. I've got Andrew McCulloch at hooker. So that's not a huge problem if Radley doesn't return anytime soon. But Talakai is the one that I probably need to come back in the next week or so so I can plug him at center wing. Once I put him into center wing, I'll have Morgan Harper on my bench. And then gives me the option to be able to toy around with my halfback. Now, the only problem, the single problem with not having a halfback in my team is that that position becomes uh, a non-player. So it means that in order for me to do the vice-captain loophole, for example, I'm going to vice-captain Cody Walker for Thursday night against uh, the Melbourne Storm. Not overly hopeful about it, uh, but as I've said, you know, it's round one, who cares? Take a flyer on it, see what happens. If Cody Walker scores 130, yeah, or if Cody Walker scores 90, let's say he scores 90, let's be more realistic. I I can take my VC, but it means that I'm going to have to captain a non-playing player and I can't captain my blank halfback spot. So it means I'm going to have to swap someone else out. So what I would probably do... I would probably, this week I'm going to have Morgan Harper in my side still, so I'd probably captain him to take that score, but it means that you're only going to get 12, yeah? Over the next few weeks, as I start to get more and more serious, probably week three onwards, if I still don't have a halfback, then I'm going to have to bite the bullet with some of these guys and bring someone in. Um, And then I'll be able to do my VC loophole, but... I really, I don't think it's worth stressing about. Don't pull your team apart so you have 13 for round one. Yeah, you've got 21 more weeks to win enough games to make the top eight in your thing. Do not stress out about this. I see guys pull their teams apart round one every year. Don't freak out. Just take it easy, yeah? It's going to be okay. You'll be fine. If you're a good super coach player, do not stress. You'll be fine. Uh, if you're in a comp like mine, there's a lot of high-end guys. There's a, a lot of guys that I look at their teams and I think, nah, they haven't drafted very well. They're going to be in a little bit of trouble. And the reality is you only need to finish in the top eight to win a super coach comp. Ideally, you want to finish in fourth place. But if, you've, if, you, if you're in the eight and you've got the team to win it, you're fine. Yeah, so don't don't stress about the early rounds. A lot of people have messaged me about this Matt Burton thing. Oh, is he starting? No, no, no. He, of course he's not. There's not a hope in hell he's going to start unless there's an injury. But you have to understand the value in positions. That's why I said on draft day, understand the value of each position. Halfback, there's only a few guys that you want. I didn't get one of them, so I went without. And I'll find one later in the year. I did put in a waiver last night for Jake Clifford. He's a dual position guy. I wouldn't have been overly happy with him, but I only went with him because he is dual position. It would have been handy to have him in my team. Didn't end up getting Jake Clifford. He went pretty early on the waiver wire. Uh, so I've ended up with Leota in the front row, which I really like. My forwards are absolutely stacked this year. I've got McCulloch and Radley. I can play at hooker. Front row forwards, I've got Takiyaho and Leota, and I've got Blake Laurie as a dual position guy. Then in the second row, Nathan Brown, Leilua. I can play Blake Laurie there, as I said. Then I've got uh, Victor Radley, as I said. Then I've got Jacob Host and Sean Bloor. Now, Host, I'll be very interested to see his minutes on Thursday night against the Melbourne Storm. I'm really hopeful for him. If he can get 60 minutes, I think he'll be a really solid footballer. It all depends how the Rabbitohs use Cullum and Tungy. 
the fact that Benji's on the bench gives me a little bit hope, a little bit of hope they might use Coolum and Tungy through the middle, but we'll have to see how that one plays out. Sean Bloor is another guy I got really high hopes for. Uh, having a look at that West Tigers team yesterday, I definitely think this is a guy that can burst into that team. It's just going to be a, a slow burn with him, uh, which is unfortunate. You know, having to wait six to eight weeks, it's probably going to take him three or four weeks to get match fitness. I'm probably looking at a 10-week wait on Sean Bloor, whether he's going to be the goods or not. Um and that all depends on what comes up on the waiver wire between now and then. As I said, in our comp, we do reverse order waiver wire. So to be honest with you, I'm more than happy to lose week one, get a good pick on the waiver next week, see what I can find. Yeah, the value of finding a good player in your first two to three weeks where a lot of teams are chopping and changing, there's a lot of unexpected guys, guys playing new positions and injuries that happen. I think it's well worth throwing away the first one or two games, be at the bottom of your ladder and then start your charge after that and just back yourself to make it. You will be fine. If you're listening to this podcast, that tells me that you're a keen super coach player, yeah? yeah? I'm probably not the only one you're listening to. You're probably listening to the rub down. You're probably listening to a couple of other guys out there. You know what you're doing. Just back yourself to get through this competition. Do your research. Use supercoachstats.com. Make sure you go through that each and every week. See who's available. See who you could possibly be bringing in. And don't be afraid to take risks. As I've said, there's guys in this competition that you can grab Um over the next few weeks, they might become relevant because of an injury. You, you, you want to be looking at guys that are probably only going to need one injury to get into a side. So, like, a guy like George Jennings, you know, that says to me that they've named him this week that whenever Branko's out, they're going to move Remus Smith into centre. They're going to play George Williams... Ah, sorry, not George Williams. George Jennings out on the wing. Now, George Jennings is an absolute gun in Supercoach, and in that Melbourne side, he'll do really well, especially if he's outside Branko. Yeah, now we're not sure what they're doing with Remus Smith, whether they see him as a center or a winger, but picking up a guy like George Jennings, I reckon that's a great pick. If he's sitting on your free agent list at the moment, go and grab him. Because he's a guy that if there's one injury in that Melbourne Storm side, he's going to come in wherever it is, and he's going to do really, really well. He's got great base stats. He's a great finisher. You've got to be keeping your eyes on these guys in your draft comps. I just thought I'd give a quick explanation around my idea in halfback. And as you guys heard the other day when I did my preview podcast, I did say it'll either be hooker or halfback that I leave. I see guys waste a pick in round, you know, 13 or 14 on like a Chad Townsend or one of these guys that... I'm sorry, you're never going to be happy with them. They're never going to deliver for you. They're not going to be in your team grand final day. You're going to get rid of them before them. I just don't understand why guys waste picks here. What I do, I I am taking a bit of a gamble. I understand that, but I back my ability in to be able to find 12 other guys or 13 other guys, including my bench spot, that will score really well and will be really consistent and will get me more points for value than getting a halfback when I really shouldn't be getting one solely because they wear the number seven on their back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.